Stephen Portnoy, CBS News correspondent, is on the line. Good morning, Steve. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. You're on the line with Mark Lawrence, a very bad liberal, and Joe McGranahan, who's a good conservative, across from me. So he's. Uh, we're going to ask you a couple questions. Uh, we're going to start out with the debt ceiling. Uh, yesterday in Washington, D.C., uh, Mr. McCarthy said that it was good. What are you hearing that was discussed, was on the table, and, and possible outcomes? Well, not a lot of specifics, but generally speaking, uh, both sides are saying it was a productive meeting. Uh, the president this morning was at the National Prayer Breakfast here in Washington about an hour ago and said, uh, he, he echoed the speaker and said it was a good meeting. And the president said that uh, after 50 years in Washington, he uh, is urging Republicans and Democrats to uh, find common ground and show one another respect. And he said that that's what he and Kevin, Kevin McCarthy, are going to do, not a joke as the president. Yesterday's meeting was focused on this question of raising the or suspending the national debt limit. That's the statutory cap on the Treasury's borrowing authority uh, that allows the U.S. government to continue to do what it's been doing for quite a long time, which is spending more money than it takes in in tax. And the Republicans say that it's time now, after all these years, to take a look at discretionary spending and bring the annual expenditures back into balance with annual revenues. And uh, Speaker McCarthy said yesterday that the, the debt is simply too high. A reporter pointed out that uh, a significant portion of the current debt was accumulated during the presidency of Donald Trump. And in fact, while Republicans were in power in the Congress, uh, McCarthy uh, views it differently. He says that over the eight years that Republicans had control of Congress versus the four years the Democrats controlled Congress, even during Donald Trump's presidency, that the Democrats in Congress approved spending to a greater extent, what he glossed over is the fact that that was during the COVID pandemic when uh, there were statewide shutdowns and the federal government was leaned on to provide assistance to all of the country. So, um, look, the fact is that both sides have fundamental philosophical disagreements about the moment we're in, about uh, whether to cut spending, whether to cut entitlements. And that's something that the White House says that Republicans want to do, even though the Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy, insists that's not what they want to do. And um, yesterday's meeting was the first of what we expect to be many conversations, and that was the one agreement yesterday that was announced. Both sides agreed to keep talking. Steve, the uh, president has said he wants a clean bill to raise the debt ceiling, while uh, McCarthy says he wants to tie it to spending cuts. I don't see how they can characterize their meeting as being productive when they still are so far apart on key issues. Well, I think that's fair. I think that, uh, you know, nothing happens in Washington without uh, the first meeting. And yesterday was the first meeting of the president and the new Speaker of the House. And while they haven't reached an agreement yet, what McCarthy did say is he's optimistic that an agreement will be reached. He said that it's his hope to have a two-year spending framework agreed upon, which would essentially be an agreement in principle for the next, for this fiscal year, for for the coming fiscal year and the one after that, uh, to uh, set government spending, the agency spending at a certain level. But that takes a lot of uh, work to, to achieve. And the Speaker of the House is representing a small majority in the House of Representatives. And one reporter asked him yesterday whether he would have the votes for anything he agreed to. And he didn't want to get into that question. He essentially dodged it. Um, the White House, you're right, is insisting on a clean debt ceiling extension, uh, you know, raise, suspension, whatever you want to call it, to avoid the first ever U.S. government default, which could happen as early as June, uh, if not sooner, depending on how able the Treasury Department is to, to move money around in various accounts to continue meeting obligations to bondholders and to senior citizens who receive Social Security checks and uh, Medicare providers who receive Medicare and Medicaid checks. So there are 
uh, a lot of uh, moving parts here, but the fact is that uh, this, at, the, at the end of the first meeting, the answer wasn't, uh, this is the end of the discussion. In fact, it's the opposite. It's just the beginning. That's kind of like a kabuki dance, though. I mean, <laughs> there, there is no logical reason to have this debt ceiling except to hold Congress responsible for reporting the American people that we're spending a lot more money or we're adding more money to the national debt. Why not just eliminate it? Any feeling that that's something they should consider down there? You know, it's a really interesting question because the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, has, has made that point, and she has said, that it's time to do away with this artificial statutory cap on borrowing when Congress has already appropriated these funds and agreed to spend beyond uh, each year's revenues. And we have accumulated this $31.5 trillion debt, which continues to increase with no end in sight. Why do we, subsequent to that or alongside it, have this artificial cap on our borrowing authority? You know who uh, disagrees with her? President Biden, who when asked a few months ago whether he agreed with the Treasury Secretary's position on that, he said no it would be irresponsible. It's hard to square that because, uh, you know, it's hard to explain it, but the the debt limit has been in place for 100 years. It was initially imposed by Congress in the aftermath or in the midst of World War I as a means of funding the, uh, the, the war, and it has since, and certainly in the last several decades, been used as a way to kind of sort of bring to the fore some of these fundamental disagreements that the two parties have overspending. And while, you know, it's important, and, and I appreciate why it's so complicated, because Washington budgetary politics are as, as important and as convoluted as any, but you have to separate the big picture mandatory spending, we call it in Washington, which are things such as Medicare and Social Security, where the government has promised years into the future that it's going to uh, pay out certain amounts of money. And the annual appropriations that are called discretionary spending, which uh, are administered essentially by the federal government agencies in the executive branch. And that includes the Defense Department, as well as, um, you know, Health and Human Services and and a whole bunch of other, uh, the Transportation Department and a whole bunch of other uh, government agencies that spend the money out of various accounts. And the point is, Republicans say that they, they believe that there's some waste and abuse and fraud, whatever you want to call it, within those agency budgets. And they want to chip away at the agency spending, not the big picture stuff. They insist that they don't want to cut Medicare and Social Security. The White House says, <laughs> essentially, that Republicans are trying to talk out of both sides of their mouth on this, that if you listen to what they've said in the past, they have talked about reducing spending on Social Security and Medicare, even if they're not saying now that that's what they want to do. Long story short, if the two sides don't meet in the middle, there's the potential for a U.S. government default and later in the year, in September, the possibility of a government shutdown where agencies aren't funded. So um, the, the hope and expectation here, frankly, is that some sort of agreement will be reached. We're just at the beginning of it. You're absolutely right to note that there's no middle ground yet. But there's talk of the two sides meeting in the middle. Once an agreement is reached, if one is to be reached, by the leadership, then the hard part comes. Getting the Republican rank and file in the House and also the Senate on board with any agreement that Kevin McCarthy might wind up striking with the president. Who has the public on their side? I don't want uh, Joe Glonzillion here. I don't want his 401s to crash, so we don't want to default. But at the same time, uh, I do want some spending cuts. Uh, we want. Uh, it seems logical that the public would want us to balance the budget. Does the president have the public on his side under this con- during this conversation? I think that the issue is so nuanced that there's really it's difficult to assess the public's view of this. I think, and I don't, I don't mean to suggest that, uh, you know, it's not possible to poll the question. I think it is. If you were to ask Americans, you know, do we spend too much? I think that you'd, you'd find, or, or, or is the debt too high, or something, uh, you know, a, a pretty basic notion. I think you'd find basic support 
for the philosophy. But when you get to the nitty-gritty, you know, what is it you'd like to cut? Well, some Republicans think we ought to cut our support for Ukraine. Is that a popular notion? Uh, maybe it is amongst you know, certain people in the country, but the president disagrees with that fundamentally, and so do most Democrats. Yes or no uh, question? Oh, please, go ahead. Right. So then you have uh, a question such as, uh, all right, what's another thing you could cut? Well, what about uh, support to uh, needy families? Well, you know, that, that might poll well, but then again, you're never going to get Democrats on board for that. Uh, the, the president wants to forgive student loan debt through his emergency measures here. Uh, that's not something uh, uh, for Congress, but Republicans say that it, it actually has an impact on the deficit because that was revenue that the government was counting on in, in current law. So, you know, what, in the broad, broadest possible sense, sure, it's, it makes perfect sense to say that there should be spending reductions. But I would expect, come March 9th, that's five weeks from today, when the president's expected to release his budget, I would expect him to propose an increase in discretionary spending, not a reduction. And uh, that doesn't get us any closer to any kind of agreement. Yes or no question, do Republicans really want to cut Social Security and Medicare? Well, it depends on what's, you know, this is, again, where you get into Washington uh, gobbledygook, but what's a cut, right? Um, I think that no matter what changes Republicans are, sta- are, are going to propose, they're going to face opposition from Democrats. Um, I don't know what they're going to propose, and there have been a number of proposals in the past, but the, the Speaker of the House said on Sunday... Uh, on Face the Nation, and he said it again yesterday at the White House, that he, he is not talking about cuts to Social Security or Medicare. If you take him at his word, well, then it means that this issue is not going to be resolved in this moment. Uh, but we are only three to five years away from Medicare's insolvency, according to the experts, and about a dozen years away from Social Security's insolvency. At a certain point, America's leaders are going to have to grapple with this issue. And it's simple math. Either you raise taxes or you cut benefits. And at a certain point, some kind of compromise has to be reached. I know we have to let you go, but i got to ask you this. Do you have any sense of when we will get to the point, if we allow this debt to continue to expand, that eventually our debt service will will surpass all the other federal spending? Well, at the moment, uh, I, I don't know the specifics in terms of how much the, the government pays in terms of debt service. I know that the, obviously that grows with interest rates growing. I, I know that, and this is a point that McCarthy made yesterday, the, the current debt, $31.4 trillion, is well in excess of the national economy as a whole, the GDP. And that, Republicans say, is a very dangerous place for America to be. Thank you so much for your insights and information. Very much appreciated. We really do appreciate your input. Thank you, Steve.